Hello everyone, this is C.T. Anderson, and welcome to Creation Care, a podcast journey into sustainable fashion. I'd love to get started and welcome everyone here. This is my first foray into podcasting, so we call it a podcast journey. I happen not to be an expert on sustainable fashion. Um, I'm more of an expert on consumption, and I'm learning about sustainable fashion, so that's another reason why I'm calling it Journey. Again, my name is C.T. Anderson. The name of my blog and podcast is Creation Care. You can follow me at CT Creation Care on all social media. And uh, let's get started. So, what is sustainable fashion? Sustainable fashion is a movement. Um, I looked the definition up on Wikipedia, and this is what it came up with it's a process of fostering change to fashion products and the fashion system towards greater, greater, pardon me, ecological integrity and social justice. So ecological integrity, what does that mean? Basically, better impact on the environment. Are we messing up the planet in our quest to have cute things? Um, That's my definition. Um, Sustainable fashion concerns more than just addressing the textiles or the products. It also comprises addressing the whole system of fashion. Again, that's according to Wikipedia, but I agree with that definition. So when you think about the clothes that we wear, I'm a self-proclaimed fashionista. I love clothes, fashion. I love buying new clothes. But how were those clothes made? And not just the materials that were made, but who made them? Were they made with care? Were they made to be thrown away? Um, will I be? St- will I still want to wear them? Will they? Will they last? Will the materials last? And so, sustainable fashion attempts to address all of those things. And I would like to share this my journey with the world because I think that if the average person knew and understood all of the factors related to the clothes that we wear and the things that we put on our body, then consumers, the regular Joes like myself, would make a better choice. And so, this is one woman's journey. And I'm so excited to to launch this. Um, this is episode one, February 2020. Here we go. Okay, so many of you may be asking, why Creation Care? Well, Creation Care was born out of the Christian movement, oftentimes in the U.S. Um, and maybe even abroad, but from a U.S. context, um, the environmental movement has been seen unfortunately, as something only for people that are uh, liberal or leaning left of center. And so for those who are religiously conservative or those who are dedicated and devoted uh, Christians, um, as I happen to be, um, not necessarily religious conservative, <laughs> a religious conservative, but I am a devoted Christian, creation care was a way to take back something that is really about the creator. If you believe in a higher power who has... Uh, bestowed the universe upon us or has helped bring about the universe, then you care about the creation. You care about all of the planet. You care about the air, the water, the land, the animals, and the people. And so creation care is kind of a moniker that is used a lot of times, like I said, in the U.S. to talk about those of us who believe in God and Jesus Christ and or a higher power to express our devotion and dedication to saving the planet. And so that's why that's the name of my um, podcast and blog. And of course, CT, because that's my name. 
Um, my full name is Candace Taylor Anderson. I go by CT. Um, and so this is my, my story. Um, I am not here to preach <laughs> in the true sense of the word with religion or as an environmental quote unquote fanatic. I am fanatic about these issues because I live them. Um, and I understand that we have a climate crisis that we must address. Uh, I happen to work in my nine to five in this space. Um, I work in what's called environmental social governance, which stands for or ESG, as it's sometimes known. And really, that's about companies doing the right thing for the right reasons. So I've worked for large corporations. I continue to work for large corporations in this space. And I've been doing that for over 15 years. And every day at work, I hear people asking questions that they were asking 15, 20 years ago. And so this is my contribution to the planet to share the everyday story, to break things down into plain language so that all of us can make informed decisions. I have a lot of strong opinions, but that's not the point of this podcast. The point is to share the information and break it down so everybody gets it. Um, I was recently talking to a friend of mine and said, hey, would you like to be on my podcast? And she's like, oh, what's your podcast about? I'm like, it's about sustainable fashion. And her first response was, are you going to tell me that I don't need to buy the clothes that I'm, I'm currently buying? <laughs> and I laughed because, no, that's not what I'm here to say. But I am here to share and, and, and uh, share information so that you can make a better informed decision. Um, regardless of whether you believe in a higher power or not, most people understand that when we know better, we do better. If you don't know, then you, you, you aren't held accountable when you make a decision that is not the best decision um, for you and your family and the people around you and your community. Um, I am guilty of making all sorts of decisions that later I realized had a negative impact to people, planet, and the communities. And so I am trying to live as an example to everyone to say, if I can do it, you can do it. And you're like, well, CT, I don't know you. You, you, you know, you seem like an environmentalist. So what do you mean if you can do it? That, ha that hasn't always been the case. Um, I've always liked being outside. I've always liked the environment generally. Um, but it wasn't until I started working in earnest in this space that I realized that, oh, this is this is bigger than just me. Um, I've always had some kind of leaning, uh, what's the word here, for the community, for caring for others. I'm a very empathetic person. I'm a compassionate person. However, understanding how that ties into environmental justice, the, the environment, uh, man-made climate change or climate change in general, whether you believe it's man-made or not, but the, everything that's happening in our environment, um, extreme weather events, it took me a while to draw that connection to my everyday life. Um, and so, you know, I, I live in the South, I, you know, drive SUVs. I, you know, I, like I said, I'm a self-proclaimed fashionista. I, I had every designer bag known to man. Now that is not a smart fiscal decision, which is probably for another podcast, but I was one of those people who would, for lack of a better term, keep up with the Joneses. I was the Jones. I was like always the one that, you know, was the, the, the nicely dressed person. And I, I took a lot of time and care into that. And I also acknowledged that and appreciated that in others. There's nothing wrong with that. 
there's nothing, nothing wrong with appreciating the effort that someone put in to take care of themselves, to make themselves look good on the outside, to reflect how good they feel on the inside. And there are some days when you wake up and you want to put, you have to put on something good on the outside because you need that little boost. That's not what I'm saying. However, how we do it and the things that we purchase makes all the difference in the world. So I talked a little bit earlier about my nine to five. Um, and just for compliance reasons, I'll keep that separate. But my five to nine is this. My five to nine is sharing my journey and my story. Last year on Earth Day, which is April 22nd, I founded a nonprofit called Spring Clean. You can find us online at springclean.org. And the purpose of that organization is to create jobs in the circular economy so that no clothes end up in the landfill. No textile material ends up in the landfill. Now, I can break down the circular economy, but but let me just share a few facts first. So the equivalent of one garbage truck full of clothes is burned or dumped into a landfill every second. Every second. So just think about that for a second. That's a lot. Um, the fashion industry emits more carbon than international flights and shipping combined. I've seen figures as high as the second largest polluter, to the third, to the fourth, but folks that are much smarter than me and that are scientists have crunched the numbers. Basically, the fashion industry, the way we have evolved, needs to, um, needs to check itself. And we as consumers, we, we, we buy it. Everybody wears clothes. So whether you're a fashionista or whether you're just somebody that's like, I just wear clothes for function, you st- you're still impacted by this. This still impacts you. And we all want to leave a great legacy for our children and also enjoy the planet while we're here. I want to share a few more statistics with you. Um, I think it's important for us to just know what's going on. Um, So for a cotton t-shirt, According to an organization called WRI, uh, World Resources Institute, it takes 2,700 liters of water to, w- to make one cotton shirt. And they equate that to enough water for one person to drink for two and a half years. I pause here for a minute because that's pretty staggering, considering how many T-shirts I currently have in my closet. And again, I'm just talking about me. If you're not like me and you all and you you have whittled everything down and you only have, you know, 30 pieces of clothing that you wear all the time and you live in, a, in, an, in an area where um, you have limited space and uh, the weather doesn't change. That's great. You are ahead of the game. Um, but I'm speaking to the average American who has way more than 30 pieces of clothing, 50 pieces of clothing in their closet, who lives in an environment where the weather changes. And due to uh, climate change, we've noticed that the the weather patterns have been a bit unpredictable. Um, I live here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and today it was snowing. Um, Now, for those of you who live in the Midwest where I grew up, snowing in February sounds normal. Um, It doesn't snow here very often, so... That's a, that's a bit of a change for us. Um, but I digress. The point is that they, it takes a lot of resources to produce the clothes that we want. So we just have to think about that. We have to be efficient. Um, when we talk about 
being efficient, usually we're talking about being efficient with time or being efficient with money and other resources. But water is a resource in, in it's, it, it's not, it's not infinite as people would think. Um, another thing that I, I'd like to share is that, you know, I'm a shopper, I consume. And so this issue hits close to me because I really, I want to keep consuming. Like I still want to look cute. Um, I take a lot of care into this. Now I've changed how I've done that and I'll share that in future episodes, but the, the, the fashion brands aren't some big evil thing. First of all, every company is made up of people. So if you work for a large fashion brand, I'm not demonizing you. Um, we all are part of the system, so we can do something about it. But what my point is that the fashion industry is doing this, the, the, the large brands, the large manufacturers continue to produce uh, 20 pieces of clothing per person each year on the planet because we continue to spend. And uh, WRI has some other great numbers that they have where they're saying that by 2020, this is now 2020, um, projected spending on apparel is over 800 billion in the US. In Europe, it's over 700 billion. In China, it's reaching 400 billion. In India, it's over 100 billion, and that's all in US dollars. So it's a big business. People can make money. We want companies to make money. We don't want companies to apologize for making money. We just want companies to think about how they make it. I talked a little bit earlier about the circular economy. And the circular economy basically says that instead of the traditional ways of, of manufacturing, where you take something out of the ground, you make something, and then when you're done using it, you throw it away. The circular economy is saying that you, when you make it, you make it with the intent that it can be reused, reconfigured again and again and again. So there's an endless cycle, and so you don't have to keep extracting resources like water out of the um, away from the planet. So there's an option. There are there are a lot of people working on this issue, and so now us regular old folks, just the the daily folks that that don't have time to read all the blogs, that don't have time to look at the papers, that aren't working in ESG in their daily lives, there there are ways that we can do something about it. And that's what I want to share. That's what I want to share. Um, like I said, I am, I come with all humility and humor because it's funny because, you know, at the end of the day, I still want to look cute. I mean, you can ask any of my friends. Um, at one point I had started, uh, when I first started riding my bike, the first thing that I thought of was, is what am I going to look like when I get to work? So I started taking pictures of my outfits to show that you can have a cute bike to work outfit. I mean, it's also hot here in Charlotte a lot of times. So sweating was another thing. So I had to start to find natural fibers that, that breathe well. What do I mean by natural fibers? I mean, you know, something that's not a synthetic, something that comes out of the ground. So linen, cotton, that sort of thing. Um, but it literally was... Um, my own life that got me on this journey. Like I still want to consume. I still want to look cute. I still want to put care into how I dress. Um, I still want to wear, you know, the latest styles. Um, I happen not to be a shoe person lady. So if anybody's into shoes, I apologize. I happen to be very hard on shoes and it goes on your feet. So that's one of the things that I haven't focused as much on. Um, but I welcome 
all of your comments, again, you can find me on social media at, at CT Creation Care. Uh, send me a message and say, hey, CT, there's somebody that's doing really great stuff here. They're, they don't get uh, the attention that some of the larger brands get. You know, every time I turn around, you'll see Harper's Bazaar has a sustainability initiative, Vogue. You know, I can call them out one by one. Folks are paying attention to this. New York Fashion Week, you know, there's just a lot of groups caring the group that owns a lot of the luxury brands that I love um, there are a lot of companies that are focused on this um, but I know that from my days in working in retail the consumers we we determine what happens if we say that we would like this type of business model um, if we say we want to do this then the industry responds um, the outdoor industry is one you know folks that like to go camping and hiking um, and things like that. If you notice, a lot of those brands, Patagonia, REI, et cetera, they're all focused, North Face, Timberland, they're focused on sustainability because their consumers have demanded it. And so for those of us who are office warriors who don't get out as much, we should demand it as well. We deserve to have things that look good and feel good and are made good. And when I say that, I know that's not grammatically correct, but what I mean is, what about the workers that made it? What about the chemicals that were used to dye it? What happened to all those things? Are we taking care of people? Are we paying them a livable wage? Are they working in sanitary working conditions? Like I said before, this issue is very layered and complex. And I'm just grateful to have this platform to share with everyone. Another thing, another good quote that I'd like to, or a statistic that I'd like to share is that manufacturers are producing the average of 20 pieces of clothing per person each year. 20 pieces of clothing per person each year for the entire planet. That's not just a U.S. statistic. There has to be a better way. And so there's all different kinds of opportunities. There's all different kinds of um, blogs, fashion bloggers, eco bloggers talking about wear less, have a clothing swap, buy secondhand. All of those are important. And there are even more solutions. So I just really, the point of this creation care podcast journey is to just talk through all those. Um, the world is not on fire yet. But all the science points to that 2020 is a year, a pivotal year for the climate crisis. 2020 is the year that we have to start putting things in place because we have until 2030 before we use up the carbon budget, so the allotment of carbon that we can emit that scientists say before things get really crazy. And by crazy meaning that all sorts of weather events that we aren't that aren't predictable. And so between 2020 and 2030 is supposed to be that, that time of action that we all need to take action. This issue is very layered and complex. Um, and so my goal with this podcast journey is to engage everyone to just listen a little bit, give you a little tidbit every so often um, to say, hmm, let me think about that. Am I going to wear this? Um, is this important? How is this impacting the environment? Um, one thing that everybody can do today you don't have to even do a Google search. The next time you go in your closet, think about, look at your closet, shop in your closet, by shopping in your closet, I mean, before you buy anything new, take a look to see if everything in your closet you wear at least 30 times or will wear at least 30 times. That, doing that exercise helped me so much 
And honestly, people, like I said, I've been working in this space for over 15 years. Even I, last year, realized that two-thirds of my closet I wasn't using. That's a big deal. I mean, I work in this space. Like I said, I used to drive SUVs. I try to ride my bike to work. Um, I try to eat mostly plant-based. Um, you know, I'm quote unquote, one of the good guys. And I still (laughs) went through my closet and was like, holy moly, like two thirds of this I haven't touched. And it wasn't just because it was a size that I was trying to get down to ladies or, or even guys these days. Like I just didn't touch it because we're creatures of habit. And so I kept wearing the same thing over and over. Um, so like I said, the fashion industry has I've seen a lot of different reports, but it can range anywhere from 8 to 10 percent um, for all of human carbon emissions. So all of the carbon that's emitted out into the world. And so in future podcasts, we'll break that down on why that's important and why that number is staggering. Um, but essentially, we are polluting the environment because we are buying more things, number one, but we're la- wearing them for a shorter amount of time and we're throwing them away. So there's a lot of information around that. I know there's a documentary that a lot of people like called The True Cost of High Fashion or something like that, The True Cost of Fast Fashion. Um, So there's all kinds of information that you can Google about this, but you can follow this podcast journey. Um, I would love for people to send me emails. Um, Again, you can contact me, CT Creation Care, on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, we'll have guests to share how the average person, just the regular folks, you know, um, I am talking to those of you that really believe in the environment and believe in saving the environment. But I'm also talking to those of you who believe in the creator and who haven't really thought about the environment because, you know, you're just doing your day to day things. And I'm really talking to folks who are just surviving every day, because as we see, as, as we have seen, pardon me, from a lot of um, natural events, the um the, the, the extreme weather natural events, the folks at the bottom are usually affected, impacted the most. So, you know, this is, I'm, fashion is, is my passion. And so that's my contribution. But it doesn't have to be everyone's. Just, uh, I'm just providing a little, a little sliver, a little taste so that you can learn more and you can make different decisions in your life. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, the average person, and that's in the U.S., waste about throws away waste is not the correct word throws away about 70 pounds of clothing a year i've seen numbers that says anywhere from 70 to 85 percent of all textile material ends up in a landfill for those of you who've traveled globally or those of you who are not inside the u.s that's enough to fill the sydney harbor in australia so imagine the entire sydney harbor filled with clothes Exactly. We have to do something. So this is one woman's foray into doing something about it. Um, I know there are those of you who are super, super serious about the environment, and you may think that uh, what I'm sharing is frivolous. However, there are those of you who, you know, aren't even thinking about climate. Fashion is just my way to bring both those things together. Um, And so I'm really, really grateful to have this opportunity. I am grateful to the creator um, and grateful to everyone that is listening. And so thank you so much. And uh, welcome to Creation Care.